Hey everybody, welcome to the PR Podcast. Give you guys a better insight on how to master your bodies and raising your PRs in and outside the gym. My name is Joseph. I'm here with my two amazing hosts, Annabelle. Hi. And Morgan. Hello, hello. How are we doing today, guys? Great. Fantastic. This is a lot better. We're doing um, like an earlier podcast. It's not late at night. We got some caffeine in us. We just had a nice little breakfast, brunch, I guess. Brunch, brunch. yeah. Brunch. Ready to roll. We're ready. We got our notes. We do. This is the first time we ever, well, not the no, first no. time. No, no. We brought it back. First though. time in a while that yeah. we plotted our, outlined our episode. So we're ready to go. Yeah. Ready to and run. we're all feeling good except for uh, <laughs> Mr. Joseph here. You know, <laughs> you're not 100%, but it's okay. Like, Why not? I went out with the boys last night. Oh. Yeah. With who? Uh, with Jim. I don't know. I was like, are you, are you at liberty <laughs> to, <laughs> to, to call them out? Well, with uh, Jim Dizzle and Malcolm doesn't have an uh, Instagram no more. He's off the grid. He's okay. off the grid. Off the grid. So, um, yeah. So, but yeah, we went out and had some burgers and a lot of whiskey. Mm. Yeah, a lot of whiskey. Nice. <laughs> 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 so, but, how many shots did you have? Or how much, not shots, how much whiskey did you have? I, I had about five drinks. Five drinks. Yeah, but it was all like, whiskey. It five was like, yeah, all whiskey. Old about five drinks. Old fashioned. All, all, they're, all, they're all old fashioned. Neat or nice? Or? Well, well, neat is just. That just means it's, it's just, yeah, oh, yeah, it's pretty just much whiskey. just like a okay, shot. Yeah, okay. yeah. So old fashioned is, um, they usually put like simple syrup, some bitters and like an orange peel. You know, it's still pretty simple, but I get it without the syrups because sometimes they put too much and it just completely ruins the drink. I had about five, but it was a course. It was like over the course of like, we met up at, at eight, all the way to like 1 a.m. So I, I have a question for you because <clears throat> Malcolm is mi amigo también. Sí. And, and I, I know he loves. Sí, señor. Uh, I believe it. The drink is called Three Horsemen. Four Horsemen. Four Horsemen. Yeah, he tried to get us to get that last night too, and we denied him. But we oh, denied so it. You guys are smart. Yeah. Well, he he. Last time we all went out a few years back, he made us take that drink, and it was horrible. I, I don't remember what it was. I just I just know it's a bunch of different types of hard liquors all mixed together is in one shot. It's four of them. Yeah. Uh, good good analysis. That's can... why you had your masters. No. <laughs> 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 yeah. So. um he got this drink called uh, the Manhattan, oh. and it's um I didn't know what it was, and it's, it's like whiskey a- with with wine, mm-hmm. uh, like a certain kind of wine. You know, it was actually pretty good. It's like a very like fruity like red like red wine. Yeah, I was gonna say that's pretty <coughs> fruity, fruity drink. It came out like in a martini glass, mm-hmm. and I'm like, can you at least like, get it in a whiskey glass? <laughs> Lots of <what> respect. <laughs> I guess some people change. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So where did where did you guys go? Who made the better old fashioned? If that's all you had, uh, we went to the first place we went to was this place called uh, something Tavern in Upland, and uh, their old fashioned was pretty good. Um, and then we went to uh, Punchbowl Social oh, uh, at yeah. Victoria Gardens, mm-hmm. and I got a few there. Um, the first one I got did have simple syrups in it, and it was exactly why I don't get it because it was so damn sweet. It took away from the whiskey. Um, and then the regular ones were, were fine as well. Um, they put a lot of orange peel, so that's what made it good. Ooh. It was very zesty. Yeah, I guess I really like that. So the real question is, what are your uh, bowel movements like today? <laughs> <laughs> ah, the, the, the infamous whiskey shits. <laughs> It's <laughs> that. This, this is a thing. Yeah, okay. it's a thing. Yeah, it's like um, similar to like the Chipotle poops. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what we're talking about today. We talked actually, about it too. And we, our conclusion is, it's not because you have it with chicken, 
right? Well, uh, well that's what you thought. Yeah, I thought it was a chicken that and was making me steak. Science is yeah. a research project. So, that but we both put the red sauce. Yeah, the dark red sauce. Yes, the, they're really, exactly. They're, they're really hot one. That's not really that hot. But yeah, but that, I, that's what I found out. So once I start putting that dark red sauce on the on the bowls, improve the problem. Mm. Yeah, I've never had a problem, but I don't use any hot sauce. See, that's None why. That's it. why. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> yeah. So and sacrifice a little for some. Yeah, I kind of look forward to the whiskey stuff though, you know, like cleans you out, feel a little lighter in the morning. TMI for everybody listening right now. Yeah, you're like, you probably shut this I apologize like, if you're eating and listening podcast. to this. We'll come back next week. Yeah, you know what? Last week we mentioned that book, Everybody Poops. Everybody Poops. So, yeah, so you know what? We've grown. Is, it's a child's book. You can pick it up and read it. There's no shame. Everybody does it. <laughs> so, yeah, if you're having uh, issues with your stomach, just drink some whiskey and. Uh, <laughs> i'm <laughs> <laughs> just kidding it'll dry you out too the diuretic also um yeah and then uh morgan also asked if i was weak sauce that that is on the board that's literally what he wrote <laughs> with a question sauce? mark question mark yeah weak sauce but yeah I, i'm pretty weak sauce I, I i very rarely drink like three times in a year if that sometimes yeah i honestly i could say we're all pretty weak yeah because when we would take shots before everybody was kind of, you know, <laughs> even you, Animal, which I'm surprised, but you were pretty weak sauce too. Because I'm old. You know. Yeah, Fun yeah. fact. So women uh, have much less alcohol dehydrogenase. That's the enzyme that breaks down alcohol as we age. Um, that's why it's white girl wasted, not, you know, boy. Mm. So so women get more turned? Turned up? Turned Yeah. Oh, cheaper. Wow. Makes sense. Yeah. Does it? Well, because when I go with TI, I'm like, you barely touch your drink and you're already gone. Well, one has to, I mean, body weight, right? And then, because they, like, they're not like, oh, here's your female version of a shot. It's like everybody gets the same. So if you take a shot and I take a shot, I'm a little bit smaller. So it's going to hit a little different. But But no, it doesn't make sense, though, because I'm a pretty large and in charge guy. But you have your so you're male, so you have more alcohol dehydrogenase. But I'm a lightweight. Oh. Well, because you also don't drink a lot. <sighs> all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> so it all depends. These, all these so, yeah, it, yes, I mean, it does. It, all, it always that. depends. <laughs> what you eat is <laughs> okay. So for last night, weak sauce? Weak sauce. Okay. Oh, yeah, weak sauce. Yeah. Out of all the sauces, I like a lot of type of sauces. The one sauce I don't like is a weak sauce. Mm. And that's me. <laughs> play the cards you're dealt <laughs> um no i don't have a hangover that's also on the uh on the notes up there so <laughs> <laughs> this morning was like i, I probably should have read i was so out of it i was so sleepy this morning i didn't even read these notes i'm like looking at it for the first time it's okay you made it um so in between each drink i was drinking water as well so drink water drink water drink water and then when i got home chugged a bunch of water and i chugged a power rate as well for the electrolytes and so yeah, i woke up as far as like Hangover wise, I felt fine. No headache, no body aches, nothing weird. That's a smart man. Try to be. A lot of people think uh, you're not supposed to drink water to get the full effect, but that is not correct. Yeah. If anything, I feel like you're, you're going to be hungover. That's if you're in your 20s. Yeah. You're going to be hungover, bro. Yeah, yeah. So I'm happy. I'm, I'm, I'm okay this morning. Yeah. Yeah. How was your sleep? It was good yeah. for the short amount of time because Grayson decided to play me last night and oh, wake up a lot in the middle of the like, night. Oh, still boys night yet? <laughs> still boys night? I'm going to celebrate your yeah. home now? Yeah, he played me last night. So, Aww. 
Yeah. Well, get him back when he's older, you know? <laughs> like, oh. I'll wait till he's like, you know, like 11 or 12 and I'll just bust in his room one night and be like, remember that one time? <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the real world. <laughs> Parenting. Kept notes. <laughs> How's 75 hard going, Morgan? It's going pretty good. <laughs> how many days? How, how many days? How many days hard are you? <laughs> Why did you make eye contact like that? What did you say? What? What did you say? I said, how many days in are you? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, so um, I've been hard. <laughs> we just keep it going. So you have your notebooks with you today and uh, I see you have a bunch of notes and boxes checked off. Obviously, this is your fifth time, fourth or fifth time doing this. Fifth. Fifth. So So, you are taking the necessary steps. You don't fail this. And so uh, what what have you checked off so far just for today? What what have you accomplished? Well, for today, just my picture. Okay. So I have the list, which is a picture diet. Uh, one gallon of water, your workouts, and reading. So the way my schedule is, my routine is I wake up, weigh myself, take a picture, and after that I read. So early in the morning I knock two out right away. But today was a little bit of a different schedule. Um, but so far it, I've been doing good. We're on the eighth day. <laughs> Going hard. So uh, No softness. Yes. Um, <laughs> See, yeah, you, that's why. Because you, you just add to it. <laughs> Okay. Relax. We're adults here. Just roll with it, Annie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you do happen to cut this out, just know everybody that Morgan cut out like a solid two minutes of just laughter. Of everybody just cracking up and crying, and laughing, crying. And crying. Uh, but anyway, sorry. Back on track. So yeah, it's going pretty good. That's good. I feel like I'm on a roll. This is gonna I got happen. it down. Habit stacking. I feel like when you're hit like 30, 40 days, then you can be like, I'm on a roll. Eight days in. <laughs> no, because I feel like you're off I got to a good groove. start. No, like, because this, this, this was the only problem I had. Yeah. And I finally addressed it. Yeah. So, so you had a problem. Now. So now I, I stacked it with my habit. Yeah. No, I didn't have a problem getting hard. <laughs> okay. Yeah. See, okay. Relax, Annabelle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm attacked. <laughs> so, yeah, so I take the picture in the morning, I have it stacked, and then I wrote it down on this journal, and I have a reminder at night just in case. So, uh, there's no way I'm going to fail. It is this check, checklist. We got nets. There's, there's no way. Safety nets. I won't let you down. Across. Good. And I'm going to catch up to you. 76. He's doing it. No, no, no. I'm going to do the, there's another part to this challenge. Oh, so once there? I complete this, I'm going to do the other one. What's that? I, I don't know exactly. I'll get to it when I get oh, okay. there. It's like because okay. there's like a phase one and a phase two. After you complete mm. seventy five hard, there's like a like another. It includes like a couple more things, right? Mm. So it's the only thing I remember is a cold shower. Is it another seventy five days? No, it's less. I think it's thirty days, but it's it's much <clears throat> more difficult. Okay, that's gonna be it's gonna be if hard being hard for thirty <laughs> days. We'll take it a cold shower. this is true yeah but anyway i'm ready for that challenge but but right now we're in day number eight by the time this comes out it was probably 14 days in yeah yeah but yeah it's been going good i can't complain about it so we're talking about you did yoga oh yeah yeah so one of the things i want to do this year is also i want to become a yoga master i want to be one with uh 
what, what do they say? Oh, I forgot the word. Whatever, I just want to be no. good at yoga. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be good at yoga. Okay. So I, that's one of the workouts I'm doing for like uh, the days when I don't train uh, weightlifting or powerlifting, uh, which is four days out of the week. For the other three, I'm going to do either like walking or something outdoors or something like that. And then I'm going to do yoga as the second workout. Outdoors? No, in, indoors. I don't want to do that outdoors. I mean, oh. possibly if I find like a class, like at a beach or something. Oh, okay. So you know, guided. Yeah. Like but I've up. never, I'm not, I haven't looked into that. I just either go to a, like a 24 hour fitness, do one of the classes, or I, I do one at home um, watching YouTube videos, which is really difficult, by the way. Like there's, yesterday they had me <laughs> trying to do some exorcist shit. <laughs> It's called the wheel. I was oh. like, "You want me to do what? I can't do that." Like, welcome to day one. <laughs> this is rough. I but did gymnastics, and we called it. It was, it was a bridge. Yeah, so you demonstrated. But yeah, <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Which they call you'll, it the wheel. You'll get there eventually. I I am gonna get there. Mm-hmm. And the the cool thing is, Tian was cheering me on as she oh. as she was doing her journal. I was doing my yoga, and she was just cheering me on while I was struggling. Look at you got habit stacking, social support, your plan, mm. your smart goal. You're hard. You're hard. All day. Every all day. day. All for day. 75 days. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's going pretty good. I can't complain. That's good. And then uh, Annabelle, you're getting your Evolve Fitness Training Nutrition Health. What, what's the title? Like, what, what would Evolve you? Evolve Fitness and Nutrition. So I, it's online, <clears throat> um, online fitness and nutrition coaching oh. with Tim. Yeah, Timoteo. Timoteo. Tim. AKA. <laughs> Timothy. Man, you know what? <laughs> I want to give Tim a, Tim a quick little shout out. I love your taco talks. <laughs> <laughs> I like them. They're yeah. so cool. Yeah, I like them. That's cool. <laughs> a lot of people keep telling him, like, I expect you to be eating tacos. <laughs> like, why is there no tacos? Yeah, that's the, the only thing I don't understand. <laughs> he's in a Tacoma. Are they on Tuesdays? Oh, because of, but nobody <laughs> knows he's in a Tacoma. No, he explained it on the first episode. Oh, <laughs> maybe okay. stop looking to his eyes and listen to his words like a human. <laughs> you know what? I, I know he has colored eyes, but I can't remember what color they are right now. They're green. There you go. Green. It's funny. I knew that, too. And I also did not know the color. Yeah. <laughs> that, that just goes how, how dreamy they are because yeah. I just get lost. Oh, yeah. You just see <clears throat> all the colors. Yeah. You but anyway, yeah. Toggle talks. Great. Great stuff. <laughs> and that's a portion, right? Part of the. Yeah, so he, he commutes a lot for work or refing. Um, he's a football and basketball official um, for colleges and high schools. So his commutes are sometimes like an hour or two hours. So he takes advantage of that time while he's driving just to talk about a topic, either that someone has asked him about or that he just wants to talk about. So. Yeah, I like him. I like it. And that's the, reason, that's the reason why you went to the Instagram name change as well. From Yeah, yeah. So um, Tim actually used to be an online trainer and a personal trainer for 24-Hour Fitness and then LA Fitness afterwards. So um, after he left uh, the gyms as a trainer um, to become a teacher, so he's a middle school teacher, um, he still continued his online coaching because he had a lot of clients who wanted to continue working with him. Um, so he had uh, Tim's Fitness, which was like his online coaching and it was really successful, but he just got so busy and um, was mostly focused on the, the workouts. Um, but he noticed a lot of his clients had a little bit of a knowledge gap when it came to nutrition and like fueling their workouts and stuff. And while being a kinesiology major, they include some sports nutrition, 
um, you know, you don't get the full, I don't know, four years worth of like nutrition stuff. Knowledge. Yeah. We talk about like everything, right? Like your metabolism, we talk about poop. There's a whole quarter where you just talk about poop. And it's like, okay. But so when he had a couple clients reach out to him and ask him if he was still offering like any kind of platforms, he um, kind of mentioned to me if I was interested in partnering with them and kind of helping do the nutrition component of uh, an online training. So um, <clears throat> this is kind of cool because uh, while I was going through 75 Hard last year, um, it kind of like got me, I don't know. So last episode, I kind of mentioned like how a lot of people um, find new careers, start businesses, like it's a mental challenge. And like going through that, like kind of forces you to grow, like in a lot of ways. So um, like reading the 10 pages a day, um, I was reading a lot of like books on like starting online coaching programs or um, nutrition coaching online, how that works. So that helped a lot. So we kicked it off uh, in November. So um, we try to get like a little bit before the holidays just so we can get like <laughs> a little bit of our bearings before the new year. Um, so yeah, we have officially four clients started and up to, and, and so four clients started, but up to um, four more clients, um, two pairs, uh, two couples um, that are going to be starting with us soon. So kind of fun. It's a lot of fun. I mean, nutrition education is like a passion of mine. So I get to just do it like for individual people and it's so much more uh in depth but so much more fun when you have like actual scenarios and you're not just giving nutrition education like to the general population because as like good trainers and coaches know like it always depends on mm. the individual so i love hearing like different people's circumstances ask um, them questions yeah <clears throat> so it's fun it's a lot of fun it's very cool a lot of work <laughs> yeah so we so we all offer like some type of online training and it's a win, 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 wherever route you go, you yeah. know, whoever you guys want to work with. Um, so by now, a lot of you guys know we have PR stickers now, stickers for the PR podcast. <laughs> um, by the time this episode comes out, a lot of you would have received them already. Nipple pasties. You get the idea. You get the idea, guys. <laughs> Thank you, Morgan. Could you spit on them? <laughs> <laughs> They're already sticky. Doesn't spit on them, Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like stamps. <laughs> so if you guys still want one, though, if you guys uh, you know missed the queue, feel free to just DM us your address, and we'll send them out for free. So really cool. Put them on your like your laptop, or do what me and Morgan do. Put on our water bottles, Annabelle. I think she put your you put yours on your laptop, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and just show some simple support, a little conversation starter, and be like, yeah, I listen to this podcast. They're pretty cool. Yeah, if you're a fan of coffee, it's kind of nice because it's a co- or it's a caffeine molecule is our logo. Oh yeah, we never so talked about that. We never have. Yeah, what our logo is. So our logo, yeah, is a caffeine molecule. So all you guys can look at it right now and be like, oh yeah, 
because <laughs> everybody knows what it I never looks wondered. Like. I never wondered, but now we know. Yeah, and I didn't. I didn't know what molecule that was until Annabelle mentioned it. That's a coffee. Yeah, molecule. which is funny because I sent it and I was like, "Hey, we should use this." And right away, Annie already knew. She's like, "Oh yeah, caffeine molecule." I'm like, "Oh, you're a crackhead. <laughs> yeah. um, you got a, pro- you, you got a problem." <laughs> disclosure: I do not do cocaine or crack. Let's <laughs> talk about caffeine. <laughs> so we're gonna go into today's topics now. <laughs> so today we're going over the uh, the compound lifts, the big three. So we we're gonna be going over the squat. The deadlift and the bench press today we're going to be going over technique cues um things to kind of look out for whenever you're doing these lifts and what muscles are going to be activating primary and secondary muscle groups and um yeah so basically if you feel like you're a little confused on even just how to get started with these movements we're going to kind of go over all that for you uh, morgan you want to kind of give us a little rundown on the very first one which is going to be the squat actually you want to talk about the benefits Yeah, so a compound lift, the reason it's called a compound lift, there's more than just the three. Um, Some people would say an overhead press. Um, I've even heard like lunges, like any movement uh, or exercise that does um, or that activates multiple parts of your muscles. So it's a multi-muscle, multi-joint movement. Um, Some reasons why you might want to use compound lifts. Um, I know all three of us do, especially Morgan. (laughs) But we... um, Basically, you get more bang for your buck. So it's not only time effective because it works so many different muscle groups within the same repetition of an exercise. Um, it's also you get the most amount of gains for your all the gains, bucks. all the gains. <laughs> all the gains. So and that's both strength and hypertrophy. So. Um, and it translates really good to real life scenarios. So we'll talk about each of the lifts and why they're important. Why would they be applicable? Um, compound lifts are also really beneficial for being natural testosterone boosters. So because they, um, call on so many different muscles and your central nervous system, it, I mean, in basically inspires your body to be like, let me produce a little bit more testosterone to make sure we could get these movements done. So... For squat, uh, so squat's really important, especially for the hip hinge or hip extension movement. Um, a lot of modern society, Americans, we sit a lot all day long, and we ladies. lose <laughs> we lose our range of motion or our ability to squat <clears throat> below parallel or to depth. I mean, if you've ever watched a toddler or a baby, how they naturally get into the really really deep squat position, we're born with that ability. We're born to be able to move that way we just lose that over sitting in classrooms like you know from when you're in preschool kindergarten to work to when you're driving um so the muscles in your core like around your hips begin to atrophy if you don't use it you lose it so um people who have long desk jobs i mean desk jobs and long commutes um usually a lot of time they'll have like low chronic back pain um all kinds of stuff so one example of a culture that has benefited from squatting is Asian cultures. So um, for those that don't know, uh, a lot of uh, Asian cultures still have the like full range of motion into older age because um, they use a bathroom in a full squat position. Like so there's holes in the ground mm-hmm. rather than our elevated, elevated toilet, toilet seats. Yeah. And, you know, so you get to exercise that hopefully daily, if you use a restroom every day, um, but really regularly. So 
Um, but that's equally, one of the benefits. but as an American, you always battle that by getting a squatty potty. Ah, ah I have one. That's true. I do too. Yeah. Do you know what a squatty potty is, Morgan? Do you have good squat mobility? I, I do. <laughs> you do? Yeah. <laughs> Let me see. Do it right now. <laughs> <In the position. laughs> well, so, the squatty potty just puts your your feet at a higher elevation, so you squat more whenever you. Yeah, you and have if you've watched, movement. like, the, <laughs> do yourself a favor after you listen to this podcast, go to YouTube and like Google squatty potty like unicorn or something. <laughs> I'll show you guys after. But basically, it's like a whole like scenario about how the squat position like is really ideal for eliminating, like yeah, for pooping. Because it, re- it relaxes like, you know. Yeah. I mean, just watch the video. It relaxes it's, everything. It's everything not going to be out. gross. It's yeah. kind of magical. It's cool. It's funny. We watched it in our nutrition class. So <laughs> it's interesting. But anyway. <laughs> Back to squatting. Yeah. Fitness or whatever. <laughs> Stop talking a, about. A lot of bowel movements on this episode. <laughs> yeah. Subliminal. Health. <laughs> okay. So let's first talk about some of the techniques. Um, so initially with the squat, like we could talk about feet or your foot placement. Um, ideally, I've heard a lot of trainers use both. Um feet hip width apart or feet shoulder width apart. Um, I think the better cue a lot of the times is feet shoulder width apart because uh, women's, the way anatomy is built is our hips are a little bit wider usually. <laughs> a little, so it's going to f- put your feet in a non-optimal position if you're a little bit wider than uh, shoulder width apart. I think something good that we can go over is we can kind of talk about how, how we all set up for our squats, our deadlifts, and our bench presses so we can kind of see differences and similarities. Because obviously we're all built completely different. And um, for me, for my squat position, I do tend to go slightly less in shoulder, shoulder width apart. I've, I try to I try to go super wide because I see other tall lifters usually squat very oh, wide. wide shoulders too. Yeah, <clears throat> that too. So I tried the, the wider stance and it just, I just didn't have the same strength output. And I switched to it for, for a few weeks to try to get, you know, adjusted to it. But for me, I feel like my sweet spot is right within shorter width, but not not hip width. So wider than hip, and a little bit shorter than, than uh, shorter than shoulder width. I feel like that's kind of where I'm at. Toes slightly out, you know, push the knees out. What about you, Morgan? Yeah, um, I'm 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 the same way. So the way the cue I like to use is, I know we're gonna say we're not gonna talk about cues, but it, so if you're gonna, everybody's gonna be different, first of all, but. One of the good ways to find out if you've never squatted before is try jumping in the air and see where you feel the most power coming up. So look at your feet and just jump straight up. Whichever position you feel the strongest is probably we're going to have the most uh, power output. But anyway, for myself, I I tend to play around with my squat stance a lot just because, um, you know, I've I've had to play with different ones just because I've been I've dealt with injuries. Mm-hmm. So certain, you know, positions are gonna kind of help me avoid pain in certain areas. But I'm kind of like you. I like to have my feet slightly wider than. Oh, actually, I like to have my feet slightly wider than shoulder width. Okay, so you said yeah, yeah. pretty wide. Yeah, and my toes are pointed out a little bit, not much. Uh, I know some people like to have their toes pointed straight, mm-hmm. and some like super wide. I'm like, I would say like I'm, I'm in between. Um, and that's pretty much it. And then everything else is, you know, I always pull the bar into the my upper back, make sure everything's tight. Um, when I stand up, I try to have equal pressure between 
the toe and the heel and the the pinky toe as well. So I kind of screw my foot externally into the ground. That kind of helps engage the adductors and kind of squeeze the glutes as well, have everything ready and primed. And then I just kind of descend into uh, kind of like, well, a lot of people say when you descend, uh, you want to have the bar kind of the bar path on your midfoot, which is, I think it's true for most people. Um, I like to do what a lot of people don't teach is push off your heels. And there's a problem with that because when you push off your heels, sometimes people have, when they push out of the hole, their, their butt comes up first. So you have this inefficient bar path going up. But for me personally, it's, it's pretty, pretty damn good. So I, I stick to that. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I don't know if I missed something. No, no that's, that's pretty solid. And, um, yeah, it's kind of like one of those things, like there's really no right or wrong way. Like if you want to just go online and like learn the basics and do the shorter width, feet slightly out and, and oh, yeah. start like that. On that, like one thing I will say though, no matter what, like, so whether you're, you're with your feet are closer or further apart together, you, you should kind of try to have your knees, um, travel yeah. with your toes. Yeah. So I see some people like they'll, their knees will cave in mm-hmm. and that's because they're not following their toes. And it might be, it could be a, a lot of things. It might be weaknesses in the glutes or the or quads the or yeah. whatever, mm-hmm. but it might be a mobility mm-hmm. issue. Maybe your ankles are tight. So there's a lot of stuff. So it's kind of hard to pinpoint, but a good rule of thumb is you're, you want your knees traveling with your toes. Um, I, I think you did talk about a little earlier is to, uh, watch yourself in the mirror, record yourself if you mm-hmm. have the ability to have somebody watch you. So you're practicing, uh, the movement correctly. Yeah. Um, I think uh, recording yourself is really good, especially if you don't have anybody there with you to kind of guide you. Um, just record yourself from the side angle because it's good. A lot of people like to do it from like a the front angle, but like at, at a, what is this? Like at like a, a 45 or something? Like at a 45. Like. That's not good. You either want it like straight on and then the side because mm-hmm. you could from the side, you could kind of see the bar path, see if your butt's coming up first or maybe your heels are coming off the ground too much and you're leaning forward. And then if you record yourself on the front, you could see whether your knees are caving in or whether the bar is uneven. So you want to record yourself to kind of see, okay, what am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? And then the next session, try to play with little things. That's if you don't have someone kind of training you or guiding you. What do you think about those people that do um, barbell squats on top of yoga balls? Uh, <laughs> it's ineffective. Yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna hurt yourself. You're gonna hurt yourself. I'm not, I'm, I'm not talking about the Bosu ball. I'm talking about the yoga ball. Yeah, that's clickbaity, and it's <laughs> don't do that, I guys. Mean, stick to the that's highly, yeah, that's highly dangerous. Stick to, stick to the ground. It takes uh, away the compound lift benefits. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna get uh, hypertrophy. You're not gonna get strength. You're gonna get hurt hurt yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're break your neck yeah because majority of the time it's usually people who still haven't even mastered the basics yet like i've been squatting for years and i still would never attempt to squat on a bosu bar or a yoga ball like stick to the basics to get the job done like, there's no need to get fancy yeah, there's no need to do that there's no need it's actually it doesn't make sense because if you're so the purpose of a squat is because it's like more bang for your buck mm-hmm. you're able to put more weight on the bar more you get just just heavier weight mm-hmm. but if you're trying to balance out on a little ball you're gonna have to go lighter so you're kind of hurting your gains if mm-hmm. you think about it yeah and not without even taking into account that you have a huge risk of injury yeah. if you fall or something it's silliness yeah don't don't do that it's a lot less bang for your buck 
<laughs> so what are some things that um, you guys like to do for as far as like warm ups? Like if you are preparing for a heavy squat day. So with the squat, like I do a lot of like leg swings um, because I do have a desk job. Thankfully, I have a stand up desk, so I get that benefit. But um, because I know I'm like I sit a bit of my date, uh, I make sure I warm up my hamstrings and my hips. Um, so I do like a lot of leg swings, like so picture like a pendulum in front of your body um, back and forth and then front and back too. Um, a lot of body weight squats. So I make sure like I get that pattern down. Like so you kind of wake everything up. You can wake everything up with just using your body. I mean, just going really slow, like flex all your muscles that you're going to be using. Like I'm talking like your traps all the way down to your feet. Like, like actually everything. make that mind muscle connection. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So and like when you mentioned like the the three points that you're gripping with the ground, gripping with the ground. So that's kind of like right. Like so picture like a tripod like on the bottom of your feet, your heels, your big toe, your little toe. Everything's st I mean, it just makes the move more efficient. So the, the reason that you do that um, and then because the weight is loaded on your back either. I mean, whether it's high bar or low bar, but I like to do um, in a squat position, I'll get like a light resistance band and do like some like face pulls with a light resistance band and just to kind of get that scapular retraction, make sure like my upper back is woken up because that's where the load is going to be. So the, the bar is going to be on my traps. Um, and then once you descend, I mean, my legs are a lot stronger than my lower body. So you kind of want to make sure you wake all that up. Then my upper body. Me and Morgan were like, what? I'm sure it makes sense somehow. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. sure. I don't, I don't wanna, my I legs don't, are stronger than my upper body. I don't want to correct you and then I look like the idiot. Uh, <laughs> Wait, maybe she <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know, you can't correct the smartest person. No. <laughs> Yeah, see, I like to do um, same thing. I do a lot of body uh, body squats. I do a lot of leg swings. Um, and um, if it's a heavy squat day or just a you know, quad day in general, I'll start off with uh, just leg extensions, mm -hmm. and just kind of get the like pre exhaust the muscle just a little bit. I'm not going heavy. I'm just kind of just more getting the blood flow to that working muscle. And then I'll do um, scapular retractions as well, but not with the band. I'll do them just hanging from a pull up bar, and I'll oh. just kind of just retract the scapula, hold it for a few seconds, and then slow descent, and same and just repeat. And but yeah, so there's a lot of different ways to go about it. It's just one of those things you got to kind of play around with it and just see what gives you the best performance over time. Mm -hmm. well, what about you, Morgan? Uh, kind of the same thing you guys do, but um, I like to do same thing for the, like the upper body. I like to do band pull aparts just to get everything nice and warm. Cause when you're keeping the bar tight on your back, you have to reach back and squeeze. Mm -hmm. If I don't do that, I, I don't have the mobility for it. So I have to make sure I warm up my upper body uh, I do some pull-ups or some like lat pull-downs just to get my lats nice and warm. Uh, I like to do cat-cow. You guys know what that is? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. based on all fours and yeah. Yeah. rounding the back and yeah. arching. Um, I like to do that just to kind of get loose. And then um, I also like to do bodyweight lunges just to kind of get everything warmed up. And I also have really tight um, ankles. So when I do lunges, I push hard and try to get that dorsiflexion ready. And then since I do have one ankle that's really, really tight, um, I actually use a band, put it around like a bar or something and then put it on my ankle and just kind of like do that dorsiflexion movement to kind of get it warmed up or else I start leaning to one side when I squat. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, that's it. Then I do a lot of squats with the barbell 
until I feel warmed up. And that's pretty much it. I don't do a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can we yeah. talk a little bit about bracing, like bracing for when you're getting ready to descend on a squat? Yeah. So I, I know uh, whenever I kind of read up on it, because like there's a lot of things in lifting to which it's kind of hard to explain sometimes. Like I have a lot of competitors and we had to do lat spreads and they go, how do you spread your lats? And I'm like, how do you explain how to how to spread your lats? You're like, like, oh yeah, your lat muscle just spread yeah, you, yeah, you just, you just, you just flex it. Like it's it's hard to explain sometimes. So, so same with bracing. When people think bracing, they think they have to flex their core. It's like no, the best I, I read, and Morgan, you might have a different way of saying it. It's like when you're about to press right before, like the way you, if you're about to poop. <laughs> right topic like, oh, great. we're talking about poop today um like that same that same pressure that you build up and right before you d- descend into a squat and then that's kind of bracing the core is that kind of like the how you would explain it yeah i actually use that as well but oh, okay. um so yeah you just so the way you brace is you got to think of your your abs like a like your natural belt like what, you don't really need to use a belt but because you already have one it's your your, your core that's so beautiful throw me off so what you do is it's called like i i can never pronounce this but it's called vol volsalva maneuver i think that's what it's called so basically you take in a deep breath into your diaphragm and you expand your stomach out and then you do what joseph said you 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 brace and you squeeze hard like if you're gonna like if you're trying to force a big one out (laughs) (laughs) right or if you're getting punched in the stomach uh, but with all that air in your stomach already and then that's going to kind of help keep your back um, neutral and and tight so when you're squatting you're not folding over and bending over and then probably you're going to have a big risk of injury yeah Yeah. i use that the punching like if someone's going to punch you or tickle you like in your abs like that's how you just brace you're like like yeah yeah. that's a good one too the punch Not the, not the tickle. <laughs> um, I, I hate being tickled, so if I you brace me, real hard. I'm punching you. <laughs> yeah, um, and the good thing about bracing is that you can use it for almost any lift. Mm-hmm. Like I'll do it for like heavy curls. Like if I, like if I'm hitting those like those failure reps and I'm getting towards the very end, I'll brace like as if I'm about to go into a heavy squat and then hit the curl. And so it kind of you know is, is universal for almost all lifts yeah. and like when you're bracing because we're talking like abs and like your core that includes like your back your low back mm-hmm. i mean that's all the muscles so it's more than just you know just yeah the front. it's, it's yeah it's, so it's, it's abdominals it's obliques it's um erectors it's it's everything everything you get you know a core all around front and back side and side mm-hmm. so the muscles that a squat uses quads glutes <laughs> <laughs> really like Calves. everything but these are the primary ones right yeah, yeah. hammies adductors spinal erectors all the good stuff all the big muscles on the legs pretty much yeah very very high output very high stimulus on those muscles and so the best way to get better at a squat is to squat you can do accessories accessories obviously they play their role as well but overall the best way to get better at a squat is to squat more Play with your rep ranges, play with the weight or the load. I mean, start light if you need to really wake everything up. And then that's where you learn when you're using lighter weight. That's when you learn your movement patterns and that's where you solidify them. And then you can load it Um, as you load heavier. Usually you lose a little bit of something here and there. Like you'll lose either your range of motion or your mobility or your stability, like depending on where you find that you're weaker, like on your body. But 
like getting that movement memorized is important. Yeah, yeah. Movement consistency is a big one because especially when I train um train clients, I'll notice I'll notice that their technique changes when they do a heavier weight. Like they'll set up differently. I'll see them tighten up even more compared to like a really light weight. I'm like, well, why is there uh why is there a technique change? Like if if you lift a heavy weight and your technique changes, that should be your technique for all your for all your lifts prior. Yeah. Pay the same amount of respect to like every yeah. every rep. Well, not only that is building just consistency so that you can you can master it. Yeah, it makes no sense to change technique whenever the weight gets really, really heavy. Like you should have one technique, one type of lift for all lifts. Yeah, and it's a little bit of the downfall to like group X classes or um, like when they're just repping out like tons of squats and you'll see like the, the lighter like loaded bars, like once you get fatigued or once you're getting more and more tired, like you tend to lose or you tend to either, I mean, you really do get fatigued, like your muscles get fatigued or you, you just go through the motions and mm-hmm. you're not giving like every rep the same amount of respect or, you know, attention, attention that you would with yeah. the heavier weight with like a single or a double. Yeah. So we're going to move on to the next um, compound movement, which would be the bench press. Uh, bench press, um, obviously, a, a major benefit could be for posture just because it does um, allow a lot of shoulder shoulder retraction, depression as well. And it's going to help get that chest up. You yeah. Know, give you more of a confident Big look. Big pecs. Chest, bro. Alpha. <laughs> <laughs> so if a lot of you, if you guys do tend to have like those like rounded forward rounded shoulders um doing learning the technique of a bench press can help kind of retract those shoulders back and improve your posture just throughout the day and that can take away a lot of back pain as well because if your shoulders are always rounded that means you're doing a lot of stuff during the day in that same position you're opening doors and you're moving stuff around and they can kind of um develop Typing on your phone everything eating. yeah so- yeah and then you'll get all these crazy aches and pains everywhere that you shouldn't be having in the first place so um, the bench press is a great way to kind of learn proper technique and kind of apply that to everyday life as well. So uh, we could talk about some of like the placement for your hands, your feet, um, how you should lay on a bench. Uh, and we're talking for this situation like a barbell bench press, like just a flat barbell bench press. Um, there's different variations of a press like on a bench or I mean, there's floor presses. <laughs> but for this situations thing that we're outlining, it's going to be for a barbell bench press. Yeah, and it's kind of the same thing. You have to play around with the technique a little bit, um, especially when it comes to hand placement. I know some people like to go really, really wide. I know some people like to go a little more narrow to get a little more uh, tricep um, involvement. Uh, for me, I am a little bit more narrow than uh, the normal person because I do have those tears in my right shoulder. So when I do go really, really wide or too wide, I do get a lot of stress on that right shoulder. So I notice when I do bring my grip in just a little bit, I'm able to get a lot less pain and and still be able to get effective lifts. What are you, Morgan? Yeah, I'd say uh, for most people, you probably want to try the, if you're just starting off, you want to, Grab the bar about slightly wider than shoulder shoulder width. Um, again, it's going to vary for everyone because everybody has different leverages. You might have longer arms or shorter arms, so it depends. So just see what feels comfortable. A big thing that I will say is you want to protect your shoulders, like Joseph said. Um, so a lot of people don't, when they bench, they lay flat, completely flat on the bench. And a lot of people think, oh, this is probably like a full bodybuilding style. Then, then when powerlifters do it, they kind of have that arch. Um, but it's not just for powerlifters. It's also to protect your shoulders. So what you want to do is you want to, um, 
your scapula, you want to retract it and depress it, kind of keep your shoulders nice and tight. So it's also going to help not only for safety, but it's going to help for to keep you balanced, like make a strong base on the on the bench. And you also want to use leg drive. A lot of people don't use leg drive, but if you put, you got to learn how to use your feet, how to place them slightly under you. Um, if you can, of course, it's going to depend on your mobility, but if you can, it's going to help you again, keep you stable without moving. Cause the last thing you want is when you're benching, you're touching the weight on your chest, you're going to be losing balance all over the place. So uh, having strong leg drive is a big component as well. Um, and that's pretty much it. You want, again, you want the bar path going. It's kind of like a, what's, what's a kind of like a U, U shape yeah. when it, when it's going down. And then when it's coming up, you kind of want the bar pointing back and up. So it's it's like the opposite. A little more above your face yeah. as you come up. Yeah, because it's gonna <clears throat> it's gonna have the more force coming off your chest. Yeah, a couple of bad cues to avoid when bench pressing is make sure your your butt's not coming off the bench. Make sure you're not bouncing the bar off your chest. Like a lot of high school football mm-hmm. power, you know, lifting techniques. I know that's usually where it comes from, where it gets developed that type of lifting. And make sure when you're benching your feet aren't running all over the floor. Yeah, like they shouldn't be sliding. They should they, your feet should not be moving. They should be once you start your lift wherever they're at. That's where they stay. And because as soon as your feet start to move, you're not getting no leg drive and you're losing a percentage of, of power, power mm-hmm. output. And I'll say so as a shorter person, um, they, they used to make the benches a lot taller because I remember at the old 24 hour fitness, I would have a lot of trouble like stabilizing with my <laughs> feet because they just wouldn't like well, first of all, to unrack the bar, like I'd kind of have to like mm-hmm. lift myself off the bar if I didn't have somebody unrack it for me. And then like getting leg drive was hard because <laughs> I'm already like my legs are already reaching. So thankfully, like a lot of the bars are uh, or a lot of the benches are shorter now. Um, but if they're not like so if you're at a gym, you can place something underneath your feet. Um, like hopefully something. Yeah, that's yeah. something mm-hmm. that's like flat. Right. You don't want like a dumbbell or something, but something flat like or stack plates. Um, to where you need it so you, you can get that leg drive mm-hmm. because part of the bench press, like especially if you have that little bit of natural arch in your low back, it's your hips are extended. So you get to use your quads, you get to use your glutes, you get to use like everything. Like yeah. use And it also everything. helps you stay in that position. It helps you keep your shoulders tucked into place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I don't know if you mentioned if if anyone doesn't know what scapular retraction and depression is, so if you imagine like raising your shoulders up to your ears and then scooting them back and then knocking them down. So uh, the way I've heard it described and what's resonated more with me is like tuck your shoulder blades into your back pocket. So that kind of like, okay, you scoop them up, put them there, lock it in, and that's going to help you kind of stabilize a little better. That's also known as peacocking. Have you ever heard oh, that phrase? Say with your chest. Say with your chest. It's yeah. like it's like when um <laughs> you know a group of guys and a female walks by and all of a sudden they all puff their chest up. It's called peacocking. Yeah, I do it back. <laughs> <laughs> I do it back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? <laughs> and now we're here with you and Tim. <laughs> I'm kidding. So a few more of the muscles that the bench press hits, it's gonna also benefit not just the chest muscles or the pecs if you want to get. You, you know. didn't you didn't say it how it's written. 
chest bra. It <laughs> <laughs> doesn't just hit the chest, bruh. <laughs> it's, it's also gonna knock out and hit those triceps. It's also gonna hit the front delts. Also gonna hit. It's gonna hit the lats. And the lats is like the big one that people don't really expect it to to work out. But when you're tightened up in that shoulder depression state, you're squeezing the heck out of those lats, and they 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 start firing. So it's cool when you see somebody that's like lean, lean or just has like a lot of muscle or their lats developed. Like if they're shirtless or wearing like a crop top or something, you can see it or okay. like a sports bra or sports <laughs> or, or whatever, you know, um, where you see it, like once they get ready to like lift, like you see their lats like spread. Flex. Yeah. You see it like Tie that in. little line. Oh, uh-huh. that's cool. Yeah. So release the power, the power. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Delts. Did we mention delts? Yeah. I, triceps. Yeah. Front delts. Triceps. Yeah. So a lot of the time, um, like if you're, well, I mean, you can combine anything, but a lot of time chest and triceps are com- are matched, right? Like on a day, yeah. if you're going to do both because they're complementary muscles. I mean, your triceps help you get the bar off your chest. Um, and a lot of time, like, I mean, a tricep pre-exhaust is kind of cool to like get you ready first for bench press yeah but you have to be smart about it too because i i see people and they'll do a bench press and they'll superset it with like a heavy tricep workout <laughs> and if your goal is to have a heavy bench press or a good bench press day this is counterproductive because now you're exhausting the secondary muscle that yeah. assists your bench press just because a tricep that's not a it's less of a compound movement or yeah. you know like depending on how you're doing it but it's a smaller muscle that you're working so you can exhaust it a lot easier than you would if you're doing like a barbell bench press exactly so if you do train the two on the same day i would highly suggest train your triceps after you're done bench pressing and then you know if you want to superset stuff like that or you could do what i do is i like to work the antagonist muscle and i like to do chest and biceps together that way i could go hard on both and not have any type of you know crossover 75 hard yeah <laughs> but and, and I do the same thing for back. Um, when I hit back, I usually superset that with triceps for the same reason. Hmm. And then I like the pump better too because now my back is pumped and my triceps are pumped and it's all pumped all in the back. Yeah. All the back facing muscles. So you leave the gym. <laughs> back arms. Like walking sideways <laughs> out the door. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Me too. Anything else for the bench? Um, I think that's it. I think we just we didn't really touch much on the technique itself, but... So the bench is a pretty fairly easy movement, like to okay, because you have like state records. I get what you're saying. So yeah. There isn't much to it, but it is a very like all these lifts. They're you know it's all kind of like there isn't much to them, but it does. They're very hard to learn, like the mechanics, mm-hmm. the the motor um, recruitment. Recruitment. It's it does take. It is a good amount of skill, so it does take time. So. I've I've seen it. I I don't remember when I first started benching, but I've seen people when they first started benching the the bar just holding it in the proper position over you. You see the bar moving back and forth, like they can't find the right uh, place to touch it on their chest, mm-hmm. or when they push it up, it's going all over the place. So just keep practicing, practicing, and practicing. And once you feel comfortable, then start moving up on weight. But remember, mm-hmm. it's don't don't get frustrated. Don't say oh bench, it, it's too hard. Like no, just you just got to get used to it yeah you don't always see a lot of women bench pressing either um one because it's 
I mean, unless you have somebody to help you get the bar off, because even starting off with 45 pounds for a woman for the first time, or for a guy too, is, is heavy. And, and by 45 pounds, you're talking about just the just bar. Just the, the bar, yeah. Just the yeah. bar, yeah. Not 45 uh, pound plates on each side, <laughs> which yeah. is equivalent to zero. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's my goal. Um, yeah, but it is, I mean, it's so, it's a powerful movement. Like mm. one, because we mentioned for posture, but um, a lot of people say, I mean, it's like a natural breast lift. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> look, at, look, at, look at these. I got got some B cups going. At least. <laughs> Where the Pacey's at? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I had in mind. <laughs> so I think we're, we're going to have to go on to the next one. Let's do it. All right. So uh, the third compound movement we're going to be talking about today is going to be the deadlift. Uh, so one of the key benefits to a deadlift is going to be obviously protecting the back, strengthening your lower back, and pretty much all the back muscles are going to be the main muscle recruitment when it comes to the deadlift if you're doing it properly. Um, it's probably, in in my opinion, in our opinion, I guess we all could agree, it's probably one of, like the, one of the safer lifts just because it's the easiest to bow out. So if you're having trouble lifting the weight, you can literally just let it go and you're done. Where a squat and a bench press, if you're having trouble, you're probably going to die. <laughs> 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 facts facts which is which is ironic that this is called the deadlift and you have the higher highest chance of not dying yeah <laughs> no yeah. you can learn to bail out of a squat seat that's part of like i don't know if they because like another podcast but whatever iron culture yeah like you eventually once you start getting like heavier weight you have to learn how to bail out of a unless you have a spotter all the time every time and like even then like quality of your spotter is going to yeah. depend but um i respect a good bellow on a squat like the way you just slide out yeah it's like oh, oh nothing yeah <laughs> no. it's all loud it crashes <laughs> um yeah. Yeah. So, um, couple the, the two major different ways to do is um, a deadlift is you have conventional deadlift, which is usually feet hip width apart, and then you have a sumo deadlift, which is feet wider than shoulder width apart. And also, the hand grips are going to be different on these lifts as well. When you're conventional deadlifting, your hands would be typically on the outside of your hips, where the sumo deadlift, your hands would be typically on the inside of 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 your legs, and so. It's kind of like one of those things as well. You have to test both mechanics. You have to try to master both movements and see which one you enjoy more, which one gives you the best strength output, and overall what your goal is as well. And both lifts offer different type of muscle recruitment as well. Um, I'd, I'd argue. I'd say they're kind of the same, just one might target a little, little bit more it, Yeah, very, very, very minuscule yeah. differences. But um, So I would say the sumo would be a little bit tougher on the quads. Mm-hmm. And then the conventional, more like on your spine erector yeah, and all that big stuff. Time. Big time. Yeah, so because so I lift, I, I kind of go back and forth, but I typically, I, I have more strength output and I have, I'm, I know my sumo is a better lift for me. And so I typically do um, do more sumo deadlifting, but I make sure I do a lot more um, stiff leg deadlifts with dumbbells or, or barbells, I, I mainly stick to dumbbells as well to get more of the um, erector uh, muscle recruitment as well. Like after I'm done with my sumo deads. Yeah, and I think if you're not specifically training like to compete in either one or the other, it's nice to be able to do both. Mm-hmm. You're gonna probably be stronger in one or the other. You may be just great at both or, or not as great as at any, but um, they kind of complement one another. So it's still like, Picking a heavy weight up off the ground, it still translates in real life to real life scenarios. Like we're picking stuff up off the ground a lot of the time. So it's just 
kind of like solidifying that like we shouldn't use um like our lower back to lift um there's like you know on all the heavy moving boxes they always like say like you know lift with your legs like buddy lift or whatever um but i think they complement one another i'm also better at sumo or i'm stronger at sumo it just feels more comfortable but i do do conventional um lighter weight usually when i can <laughs> yeah and so the muscle recruitment you're looking at more more back muscles overall hamstrings glutes and traps as well and same thing you want to do that scapular retraction as as well for this lift just like you would for a bench press so they all kind of kind of complement and cross over to 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 one another when it comes to these lifts and same thing with with the bracing of the core the same way you would brace your core for a squat pretty much translates over to the same way you would brace your core for a deadlift as well and so learning that technique is very critical for all three of these lifts because it offers protection, especially for the deadlift, because obviously, obviously the most common injury when it comes to deadlifting is hurting your back. So as long as you have that proper brace going, your chance of injury should dramatically drop. Yeah. And it's, I mean, with all of these lifts, but uh, it's always like an art form. Like I always like watching people with their setup, like they have these <laughs> just different rituals, all like some people up. chalk up, like some people yell, some people <clears throat> just like really calmly walk up to the bar, lift it and walk away. Like it's, That's it's me. cool seeing different people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and it's, it's just depending on what gets you hyped or gets you like ready. Some people need to listen to a specific song mm. or type of music, you know? Yeah. I like cool. that. I like the Morgan sets up. I actually changed my step a little bit uh, like Morgan's. Yeah. Because he's like very, um, he, he's like slow and he sets up one foot at a time. He'll set up his right foot and then he'll crank it for <laughs> fully crank. And then he'll set up his left foot and he'll fully crank. He has his hands here the entire time. He's looking down. <laughs> the scene. Now see him do like a little, oh hip, little, little hip wiggle. A little <laughs> hip wiggle until he's ready. <laughs> Gotta listen to the cheeks. Are you, impre- are you, are you impressed right now? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I could picture it like yeah. as you're describing it. But uh, and he's super like uh he says Morgan.Aquino. He, he's just Check tight. Out his setup. He's he's like, you know, <laughs> I hate that word. He's tight the entire time. <laughs> 75 hard. Tight and hard. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm not responding to that. <laughs> yeah, great great deadlift technique. Yeah. yeah. I think um, I'll go ahead. I just well, sorry. I wanted to say like one of the things that I found that was a limiting factor <clears throat> for me because my my hands are a little smaller is like my grip. My grip would always let out before like my legs were tired or before like my back got tired. So, um, I I had straps for a while, but I never really got used to using them. Chalk always helps. Um, and then once the weight got heavier for me, then a mixed grip helped me. Um, it feels unnatural at first. Um, I just remember like going through when I was working with some of my friends, like teaching them how to deadlift and it just felt weird to them. But I'm like, no, it's gonna like, it locks in the bar, like in both mm-hmm. places. Never tried hook grip. That's scary to me. It hurts. <laughs> yeah. I hear that. <laughs> yeah. I but. see, I stick to the double overhand. And, okay. and as I go heavier, I'll just, I'll just use straps, but I try to go as heavy as I can without using them. So usually around like 365 is usually when I have to start incorporate, incorporating the straps. Um, just because I feel like when I would go over under grip, it would give me a, a tilt. Like I, like one side of my body would come up sooner than the other. And I actually injured my back doing over under, mm. um, wait, uh, I was young and dumb as well, so I, I probably so horrible. You embracing properly, bro. yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> I was about to say that I probably wasn't even lifting right. Um, but I feel like when I go double, double over, regardless, I feel like I just come up more 
equal on both sides yeah. and, and it helps with the back yeah, a little and bit. And if, if you have, I wanted to mention that because if you have smaller hands um, or like your grip is a limiting factor, what helped me a lot is I just put work into that. Like, so like after a set of deadlifts, if I notice like, you know, or after like a deadlift session, I would just work on my grip strength yeah. and that's, you can use like accessories, like the fat grips, mm -hmm. like they're like a, basically like, I don't know, like a, looks oh, like those, what are they? Grip. It's a, those yeah. water wings. Like well, it's, what a, it's a grip that goes over the bar to, and yeah. It makes so it's a, like a, like a hard grip. rubber and like you just hold it. So it like kind of forces you to really grip and it's, it wakes up your whole central nervous system. And I could, it, you could venture to say like for all of the lifts, like part of, bracing and part of like priming is like squeezing the bar really hard that just wakes everything up for a squat for a bench press for a deadlift like squeezing the bar helps me um but i also use the uh bar clamps the metal bar clamps that kind of have like a little circle and then the little x so to work on my grip like that they sell like grip strengthening things but um that or even just hanging from a bar hanging from a bar until you can't hold your grip any longer like that strengthens your grip so yeah i did a lot of do. a lot of farmer walks to get my grip strength and i like that because that it's I mean, pretty, pretty much it works like your entire body yeah i was gonna say like i like farmer walks too um i'm not a fan of fat grips just because it it is a different grip even though you're gripping the bar it is a bigger grip so it's like if you're gonna i like the hanging would you say hanging from a bar mm -hmm. i like that and also you could just put the the barbell up on uh, some hooks and just load the bar and just do some static holds with your grip yeah. i mm -hmm. think that'll transfer over a little bit better um if you're trying to work on your grip for the barbell movement um yeah that's it just want to throw that out there <laughs> <laughs> any more cues or any more tips you want to give you the oh, master, we didn't. You the master, Morgan. Yeah, we didn't. I'm not the master, but let me let me give yeah, you guys some. But he changed his tone. <laughs> he's like, but I'm. All, he's like, but I'm also not not the master. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Puts so on a crown out some, of <laughs> some basic uh, tips for setup is uh, you already touched on the the grip. So the the stance. So if you're doing conventional, you're you kind of just want to let your arms hang to the side of your body and grip the the bar. And the first thing I would recommend is hinging at the hips. Try to push your butt back and travel. Yeah, so you hinge at the hips so you could get closer to the bar and then grip the bar with your hands. And a cue I like to do when uh, to protect your, your back to kind of like, so this is the same thing. You have to retract and depress your scapula. So when you're already in that position, I like to, uh, one of the cues I like to use is pretend someone's trying to tickle you so you're trying to squeeze your armpits yeah. to kind of keep that upper back tight mm -hmm. and let me see what's this after so once you're in that position and your shins touch the bar then you could kind of pull the slack out of the bar and then just use your go over pulling out the slack because some people don't know what that means. Okay, so when you're pulling out the slack, it's basically it's a it's just another cue. So kind of what I already said, you kind of when you're protecting the lats, you're kind of squeezing your arms together, you're retracting and depressing your scapula, you're trying to keep your back neutral. So when you pull against the bar, you're kind of already doing that movement. But when you pull the bar, you're you're moving you're pulling the slack. So when you pull the bar, you'll hear like a little noise. That's because the bar is kind of loose. So you want everything to be tight before you even initiate the pull. Because if it's loose and you just rip it and grip it, like a lot of people do, 
you're going to find yourself tipping over or losing balance and it's not going to be a very efficient lift. Love it. Can you, what it, was that say in that bottom corner, Morgan? It says every multi FX and <laughs> it says every motherfucking rep is a heavy rep. So basically what Annabelle is trying to say is treat every rep, even if it's light, like it's heavy. Practice every single rep like it's a heavy motherfucking rep. Put some respect on it because majority of injuries usually come from like cool down sets or warm up sets whenever people are just kind of just not fully activating their muscles and boop, tight muscle, mm-hmm. pulled back. Now you're out to the gym. Uh, what are your, uh, of the three, are we done? Are we- yeah, I think so. Just real quick before we move on. So, we just briefly touched on some of the benefits of squat, bench, and deadlift. We didn't really explain in detail each lift, but we will in the future. That's why if you guys are like, damn, that wasn't much detail as far as techniques that and stuff. That was a lot, but not a lot of Yeah, it's, it, it was very minimal. Um, and it's, it can get very confusing. That's why we, we really didn't really touch on that part. Um, but yeah, just stay tuned. We will explain them a little bit better later on. So I want to ask you guys, what are your favorite of the three or which is your favorite of the three lifts? Or if you want to rank them one, two, three, um, and why? Uh, my favorite is a squat. I love a heavy squat. For some reason, hitting a PR for a squat is is more satisfying to me than a PR for a deadlift or a bench press. I don't really know why, but it just is. It just yeah. Um, the bench press is definitely last just because I do have a jacked up right shoulder. And so my, my strength output is never really there as much as I know I could push. So I usually stick to a lot of dumbbell movements when it comes to bench press. I don't really do much, too much barbell just because it gives me a little more shoulder freedom. So I'm able to, you know, move the dumbbell in whatever position I need. So I get less uh, like shoulder pain. Yeah. And then of course the deadlift would, would rank right in the middle where the deadlift is good. I'm strong. Um, but overall I just, I just love that, that squat. Okay, so my favorite was always a deadlift. It felt the safest for me to do like by myself and felt the easiest. I was able to like get above two times my body weight the fastest with that one. Um, But as of last year, bench press became my favorite because I made the most amount of strength gains with it. Um, So, okay, so if I rank them like bench is first now, second is deadlift and third is squat only because it's my weakest lift it's still fun like I love squatting I just get scared I get in my own head and I have to fix some stuff with my technique so but anyways bench deadlift squat I'll let you I like that you said your least favorite is squat because you're weak in it that's most people <laughs> most people yeah. their favorite is the one they're strongest in and then the least favorite is the one they're weakest in mm. you know but yeah um, I'm. He's like I'm good at all of them, so they all cool. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I, I don't. That's why I wanted to ask I, these I questions. I don't discriminate. <laughs> yeah, I. So before I used to be the same way. Um, my favorite used to be squat because that was my strongest lift. Um, well, people would say my bench. My bench is technically my strongest lift, but, and then my last one was deadlift, just because I sucked at it. Um. But now that I know how to do all three pretty damn good, I, it's 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 hard for me. It just it's depends like on the, yeah. It, it depends. <laughs> it depends on which day I'm lifting. All his babies. 
<laughs> I don't I don't necessarily have a favorite to be honest. I, I just love all three. I, I know I I know that doesn't answer anything, but can I rank them for you? I look forward to each day. What do you like can, watching can, more? Can, can I tell you what I love to watch more? What? <laughs> uh, your bench press is number one. Uh, I mean, I am because because you're you're freakishly you're freakish freakishly strong on your bench press, and every time I see you bench, you hit these numbers that are just like out of this world, and then uh, and then you're dead. No, no, I'm sorry. And then your squat, and then you're dead. Your dead's last. Your, your dead is dead last. It's dead last. <laughs> <laughs> because because a squat is like is like in that same realm. Mm-hmm. Like I'll see you wrap out stupid crazy weight with like completely perfect form. And you make it look so easy. And you yeah. keep like this super serious look on your face the entire time. Yeah. It's art. And I, and I think that's it's why art. I like that you said it's, it's art because like watching you lift, it really is like I know you take that seriously but every rep is a heavy rep because your setup looks the same for your like volume sets than it does for like your like one or two or three rep sets which Mm -hmm. is it's cool and it's like okay like I mean it's helped me like I'm like okay like you got to do the same thing like not just go through the motion even if your goal for the day is volume or getting like I don't know you know a little bit different of a stimulus but Cool. Yeah, like the same way I see bodybuilding for me is the same way obviously I see powerlifting for you where I treat bodybuilding as like an art form and when I watch you powerlift, I see it in, in the same light. I'm like, man, that's like, that's your art form. Sets up his phone, gets a little thing of popcorn. <laughs> oh, <another> video. <laughs> it's a lot of popcorn. He posts this shit every day. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's funny to mention that like there's no like facial much expression. Sometimes there is, but most of the time it's not. But every every time before I lift the uh, whether it's squat, bench, or deadlift, if I tell myself, I'm like, okay, this is because it doesn't get lighter. Like, just because I'm getting stronger, it doesn't feel lighter. Yeah. So I tell myself, okay, she's going to be heavy. It's going to be heavy. So before I even start benching, I start reminding myself, like, don't get Put some nervous. Like, it. it's going to be heavy. Yeah. It's going to be heavy. It's going to feel heavy, but you could do it. You could do it. That's been there. Funny. I've been there. I've been I... there. And I do it every <laughs> single time. Like, sometimes I'm warming up for bench, especially the bench, because it's, Bench just feels super heavy, and I, even my warm up. So I'm like at 300 pounds. I'm like, how the hell am I supposed to hit? Yeah. <laughs> like, <Fuck>. s- like <laughs> my warm up's like 300. It's crazy how it doesn't feel light. <laughs> <laughs> well, just to put it in perspective, so like my coach, they had me doing uh, triples. I think it was like with 350. No, no, 330. And I was like, how the hell am I supposed to do triples with this right now? This this weight feels heavy. So every time I have to remind myself, okay, it's heavy, but you've been there. It's heavy. It's heavy you've done it before. You've done yeah. it before. You've done it before. You could do it. You could do it. And every single time, it's the same thing. And every rep, too. Like, I'm like, fuck, I got eight more reps? How am I going to do this? Yeah. Okay. But, so you tell yourself that every Yeah, every time. rep. That's why I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't lift like most people do. So they don't, like, just keep going, keep going. Like, I hit the rep. I reset. I'm like, okay, next rep reset next rep because damn it feels forever even if it's three reps six reps it just yeah. feels like it's take forever so I, I i love doing all three now that's cool. i'm gonna start doing that yeah that's a good takeaway yeah that's, cool. that's why i tell everybody that i work with i tell them i just reset treat each rep as one <laughs> rep reset reset like don't try to rush through it yeah, that's a good takeaway. And so is the uh, lift every every rep like or every treat every set like it's your heaviest set. Yeah, yeah, keep that consistent technique from beginning to finish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if you start building like bad tendencies or little habits, even when you're warming up, like you're squatting all super fast, super fast, and you're moving your feet, 
that same treatment is going to roll over to your actual working weights. Yeah. And it's just going to be bad news. And I do want to say one quote that Matt Ogus just posted recently. That says, uh, if you think squatting is bad for your knees, so is sit on your ass. That's worse. So get up and get moving, guys. How are you feeling? Good. Still good. Good. Close it out. Let's yes. do it. Awesome. Again, we appreciate you guys tuning in to episode, what is this, 12? 13. 13? Dang. I don't know, lucky, man. Lucky number 13. <laughs> ah, it feels good. It feels good hitting like like these later episodes now, the double the digits. Podcast PR. Yeah. PR podcast. So thank you guys again for always tuning in and sharing the podcast. Um, every time you guys listen, you know, if you guys could post on social media, share with your friends and family, we really appreciate it. If you're listening on iTunes, give us a five-star rating. If you guys can give us a written review, please do so. And Morgan will read it out loud with his super sexy PR podcast voice. Strong. <laughs> yeah. If you guys have any feedback for us, um, any positive criticism or whatever, like critiques, uh, let us know. We're just trying to improve and do a better job here and give you guys even more value. Yeah, we're always trying to grow the audience. So any, anything that you guys can feel that you guys want to want to hear or see more, um, throw it out there because we obviously we're here to to make this as easy as possible and just give the, the proper guidance uh, for you guys. But yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. And um, again, if you guys want to grab a sticker, send us your... Um, your address and we'll send that out for free and then always feel free to send questions in on what you guys want to listen to on future episodes um thank you guys again for tuning in do you want me to go with the instagrams what they, they know our instagrams by no, now right? not in, we won't have any listeners oh that's <laughs> true so <laughs> follow us on instagram the pr podcast is pr.podcast my instagram is fit underscore fluential annabelle's pod uh, or annabelle's instagram is evolved.annabelle and morgan's is morgan.aquino Thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Peace.